one, I'll say, awesome fucking friends. The lifestyle has created just this, like, we feel like we hit the friend lottery. It's created this enormous circle of like-minded, amazing friends. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches this a little differently, and in its core, our show is about hearing and learning from different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily represent those of our own. It's also important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on this show. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So, if that kind of thing offends you, you should probably keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, we'd suggest finding a different show or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 29. No. Welcome to episode 28. There we go. We're Finn and Emma. And, and today we have a ridiculous interview full of good information, but also lots of laughs, lots, lots of, of fun. fun. There's With, a dog. There's at least one dog, if not a whole pack of them. Uh, so, yeah, we just wanted to say thank you to Tip and Rach from the Sapphic Swingers for taking the time to talk to us on 4th of July. Apparently, none of us have anything better to do than, <laughs> than have a Skype conversation. Than have a Skype conversation with each other. Not that there's anything better no, than having a, a Skype conversation with them. But the other thing we wanted to mention right up front, and this is something that is a huge pet peeve of ours, and something that we try not to do as much as we can, which is calling people guys who aren't guys. So, like, hey guys. So obviously, Tiff and Rach are not guys. And this is something that <laughs> that comes up in this interview a handful of times. So for the first 12 minutes, we totally fuck it up, like just nonstop. And then for some reason, my little rodent brain kicks in and I realized it. And then we kept correcting ourselves. And I left some of them in. I took some of them out. The best part is that it was even contagious. And then they started saying it. So, I know. <laughs> So, yeah, so we just... You don't even realize you're saying it, and we're sorry to people. It's a bad habit. It's something we hate doing, but we wanted to get it out of the way and say, yep, we realize we did it, but we're not going to go and fix it all, so forgive us. Yeah. In the meantime... Check out our website. It's normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and there you can find a couple of links, right? Yeah, there are a couple links. The first one is uh, the way that we like to get tested for STIs, which we do regularly, is stdcheck.com. You go on, you make an account, you go, you can walk into any like blood blood lab, lab core quest. You don't even have to make an appointment. You walk in, give them all your bodily fluids. They give you your test results like a day later, and it's pretty incredible. It's way easier. Save $10 if you use the link. The other website we'd like to recommend is Cassie, and this is a dating website people exploring for people exploring non-monogamy. We've used it for the last few years and love it. It's really user-friendly, and the owners are awesome. So you can also check out 
bonus, an interview with the owners of Cassidy, I think on episode like five of our show. It was back. It's early. Yeah. Back in the beginning. So check that out. Also, if you want a free 30 day trial of the website, go to our, uh, go to our website. You can use the link there, get a free 30 day trial. And if you want 90 days, you can leave us a comment on iTunes or any podcast platform and get free 90 day trial. All right. Let's go talk to these people. Yeah. Ready for a ridiculous interview. All right. That's the B-roll. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. We're excited to be here today with two fellow podcasters, Tiff and Rachel from the Sapphic Swinger podcast. They've been podcasting for about three and a half years. They're making it really difficult to concentrate right now. (laughs) And uh, uh, Tiff is 41. Rachel is 38. They've been together 12 years, married seven, and swinging four or five. They're based in Fort Lauderdale, and they've got a cute little dog named Piper who I'm sure has seen some shit. (laughs) Is that fair to say? Uh, Yes, sir. That's accurate. (laughs) Is there anything you guys want to fill in some gaps before we jump into your story and how you guys got to be where you're at? Wait, are you into pegging? Because I don't know if I'm ready to fill your gap yet. Well, we we can get there later. Uh, I, I, we can figure that out. I thought you were a lesbian. <laughs> that is accurate. I, we we are not into pegging the gentleman, but I was just making sure we're on the same. We've certainly been asked if we wanted to. <laughs> no, that all sounded awesome. Thank you for the introduction for having us on here. I think it's a really awesome podcast that you guys are doing. Uh, oh, well, sharing stories is really awesome. So thank you, and thanks for having us. Hey, yeah, no, you. thanks for coming on, and and your guys' podcast is rocking as well. Thirty. 30-some episodes by the time we get this out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right. You lost your voice there. Yeah, I was, also we should say there may be some fireworks during this episode because we're actually recording on July 4th. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's random. <laughs> well, just in case the, the listeners hear fireworks, I don't want them to be confused why they're hearing fireworks in, like, November. <laughs> Whenever this is released, Okay. <laughs> I, I I thought the fireworks were just for Finn's birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, um, that's true. That, but it, they don't do them in Ecuador, so I don't know. Right? <laughs> I'm feeling neglected this year. You get fireworks every year. Oh, hey now. <laughs> I think when you were growing up, you as a little kid, you you thought all kids got fireworks on their birthdays, right? I didn't think about other kids. <laughs> Let me think about myself. <laughs> Right. Anyway, so so is there any again back to you guys filling in my gaps? Is there anything you guys want to share that I missed in the little intro? Nope, that sounded accurate. Thank you. All right, perfect. Well, all right, so that that concludes this interview. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was great talking to you guys. Have a wonderful uh, have a wonderful Fourth of July. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> so how how did you guys get into swinging f- about five or so years ago? Uh, well, actually, it was funny. We had a dinner party with a group of lesbians, so there's probably like eight or ten. We, we all have to stay together. It's required. When you come okay. out, you, you get a cat, a baseball bat, and a, a group of lesbians to hang out with. You get like so, the buddy system kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. You got okay. to look out for your sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had a bunch of friends over for uh, for dinner, and this, this, this couple was talking about this place they went, and they have like a live sex show. And I'm like, ding, ding, ding. I was like, whoa, what's going on there? <laughs> I was like, curious. I'm like that happens. Like you can go watch people having sex. And they said, Oh, it was a place called hedonism and nearby Fort Lauderdale in a place called Pompano. And 
after the dinner party, I was like, you know, I was a little drunk. I'm like, Hey Rach, uh, would you, would you be interested in going to a club like this to check it out? I was like, I don't know what it's, what it's about. I didn't know swingers. I didn't know anything. I said, let's, you know, let's Google it and check it out. All she had to tell me was live sex and <laughs> game on. <laughs> on board to go check it out. <laughs> so we started looking at this place called Hedonism and I was reading some forums and I see that there's another club called Trapeze that's nearby and it's here in Fort Lauderdale. And they said, you know, it's a younger crowd. It's, you know, better club. So we start looking into this thing. We're saying, wow, there's like swingers, like there's clubs. There, it's a whole community. I'm like, we're talking to Rachel. I'm like, would we want to go check something like this out? And she's like, yeah. She's like, you want to check it out? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I totally do. Uh, so we start listening to podcasts. I think that's the way a lot of people get into it. They find out about it. They start listening to awesome podcasts like you guys. And we started with, I think, Life on the Swing Set, Swinger Cast. Uh, which other one's funny? Uh, Swinging Around. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually, Tiff, uh, unbeknownst to Rach, Tiff had submitted a question to Swinging Around. And then she's like, oh, you need to listen to this episode. And they read her question and responded to her question on one of the episodes. Oh, but very, it, was, it was basically just kind of what, what you should do in preparation to go to a swing club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this was before you guys had done anything. It was like in preparation for your very first time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was probably, I think, November was when we, we first started learning about it and listening to podcasts and I remember listening to a podcast at work and I had to run in the bathroom and masturbate. I was like, Oh my God, this is so hot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great story. (laughs) It was awesome. I was like, I have to. (laughs) Well, let me, let me rewind for a second. So, so Tiff is the one that heard, Oh, this live sex show. And, uh, and so yeah, game on, we love watching porn. That would be super exciting. I never realized that there was this whole swing lifestyle. This, I I, I never knew this whole thing existed. Although in, in my pre Tiff life, which she uh, affectionately calls the dark ages. <laughs> um, I had had some threesomes and foursomes, like it, so in in that time. And I, when I told Tiff about that, she she was like, "Oh my god, I could never do that. That would be that would be something I'd be super jealous with." And so, given her reaction, I was never going to ever bring up a conversation about right. let's go let's go watch people have sex. Let's go. Let's go play with other people. Let's go explore non-monogamy. So that was and, so you told her about that way before you guys started doing all this. This was yeah, yes, yes. yeah. Because as you say, we've been together years. We've only been in the lifestyle for five. Okay. So yeah. So so we yeah. She she knew all about my my past. <laughs> Such a hooker. <laughs> so, so what shifted on on your side, Tiff, that made it all of a sudden okay and interesting to go down that road? Well, when she first told me, it was probably, you know, a year or two into our relationship. And I got really jealous just hearing the story. And, like, just first of all, thinking about her with other people, I got, like, super jealous. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way I would share with anyone. Like, what if she likes the other girl more than me? What if they, you know, they fall in love and I'm just, like, sitting on TV, watch, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV and drinking a beer? Well, actually, that sounds pretty good. So I was, I was like, there's no way. I was like, I'd be super jealous. It's not something I, I thought I would ever, ever even consider. And then I think, you know, our relationship got so strong with her and I that I didn't worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it, yeah. you know, it just never occurred to me that it was something that we could get into until we figured out, you know, this, this lifestyle existed and we never been like propositioned by a friend, you know, we hang out in the, the neighborhood here in Fort Lauderdale. It's a really great lesbian, you know, GL, uh, LGBT neighborhood. 
but we never were propositioned by another girl or anything. It, it never came up. And then I, I, once I started looking into it, I said, you know, we're at, we're at a good part, you know, good place in our relationship that we could, you know, make this work and it could be really fun. Yeah. So you guys had built, had had the time to build the really deep trust in each other that I think maybe wasn't there right at the very beginning. Yeah. I think it, with any new relationship, you know, a year or two in, you're still kind of feeling things out and it's not that I trust her. I, I just sort of, I, maybe I didn't have faith in myself that she could fall in love with me and like yeah. that she stay with me. So right. it, was, it was really different, but oh, hang on, let me give her a kiss real quick. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just evolved. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a little scary. I don't, I don't mind. We don't mind newbie couples. I mind couples that are new with each other. Right. It's a little scarier because I want to make sure there's, you know, they have that, that strong bond to be right. in a lifestyle. Was there any concern on your side, Rach, or were you, I mean, since you had done this in the past, was it a little easier barrier of entry for you? Well, so as I said before, I didn't realize that this whole swinging community existed. And so when we first started talking about it, it was just to go watch live sex. And so we started talking about it and then we didn't actually go to the club for about six months. <laughs> um, so it, it kind of was building up and, and it was excitement. And then the first time we went, we were just so overwhelmed. We were like, Oh my God, there's somebody get, getting eaten out on the dance floor. There's like, it was just, it was just an overwhelming, overwhelming sexual energy, excitement, just fun being there. So we hadn't really established. We're going to, we're just going to watch. We're, that was kind of our mindset the first time we went to the club. So I, yeah, I, I guess that was the mindset I went into with, mm -hmm. um, was just to so, watch. Yeah. Yeah. And so after our first time, we started having a lot more conversations with, oh, well, what, how would you react if, if I kissed a woman? How would, and, and so that prompted the conversation after the first time. So did you guys stick to that rule the first time you just watched? You didn't, you didn't go and yeah. say, hey, now that we're here, we want to try some of the other, the other flavors on tap. We just watched, and it's funny because I'm from Miami originally, and so things don't get started down there until 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So I'm like, okay, this club's open until 4. We'll get there at like 10, 30, 11. And so we pre-party because we were super nervous and, you know, excited, of course, but like, what are we walking into? Um, so we got there kind of late, and by the time you get there at 10, 30, 11, it's kicking. Like, right. everyone's already had dinner. You know, it opens at 8. So we usually, now we get there at 8, 8.30 and eat dinner and hang out, talk to friends. But by the time we get there, the music's pumping everyone's, you know, connected already. So we get there, we get a plate of food and we just set it down and we never ate it. Oh, sorry. So we get there and you, <laughs> like, if, if you get there at a normal hour, they'll give you a tour of the club. But because we got there later, we never got that. So we had no kind of relation on where the bathroom was, where anything was, but thankfully, so we knew, we knew it was bring your own bottle. So we brought a bottle and we brought it up to the bar. And thankfully the moment that we did that, we met a couple and they just stayed with us. Mm -hmm. throughout the night um yeah they kind of ushered us around and, yeah and i didn't i didn't remember like after that first night i was like where was the bathroom again it's <laughs> like because you get it's so overwhelming and there's so much it looks like a normal club you know it's two bars they got a stripper pole on the dance floor um they have you know a bunch of seating along the side so but it was still just like so much going on that it was just it was very overwhelming so thank goodness somebody took us under our way you know under yeah. their wings which is what we try to do if someone's new we're like well let us know what time we'll show you around you know if the club can't do it we will but yeah, it was super overwhelming. And there's this one room called the fishbowl, right? So it's got, um, it's got a, a, you know, the window you can look through and that's mm -hmm. in the back room. Yeah. It's part of the back room, but when you're on the outside club, you can look into it. 
So we call it the fishbowl. And they leave the curtains open until a certain time of night, maybe about midnight. So you can watch people having sex. And I remember just sitting there, like, jaw dropped. I'm like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, Live you know, porn so right in front of you. It was, that's yeah. exactly right. It's like, the, it had the, you know, the voyeuristic for them, the, you know, or, or exhibitionist for them, and the voyeuristic for us. <laughs> and a, a totally safe environment because you were still in the main club area. And I, I don't know, we just, once we left the club, and was like, what just happened? It was so awesome. Right. So how, how long <laughs> did it take? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just saying we, we didn't do anything that night. We just talked to just a ton of people and, you know, just kind of got comfortable in the, in the environment and the, the sexual energy and just loved it. How, how long did it take you guys from that point to, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to call you guys. How long did it, <laughs> I feel like such an asshole over here. I'm not wearing my strap on. <laughs> how long, how long did it take you to, to move from watching to progressing into interacting with other people? Oh, the next time. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more trip. So, so, well, after that, after that fun night, we went home and yeah, I started asking her questions. I was like, honey, I was like the couple that we, that we met, um, I thought she was really cute and I was getting a really good vibe from her, but we hadn't talked about what, what it would look like if, if I tried to kiss her. So what do you think? Yeah. How, how do you think that would look for you? And so we started having that conversation. So then our, very, <laughs> then our very next time. <laughs> Um, I was on the dance floor and we, and we, we, I'm sorry, we were on the dance floor and we were dancing with a girl. And, um, so I went in for the kiss mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I was standing behind the other woman and I, I was like, Rachel looks at me. I'm like, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> she says, kiss her. I'm like, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be super jealous, but I was like, nope. I was like, that's super hot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to wait and actually see it before you know how you're going to react. <laughs> so the weird, awkward moment, um, well, I need to even things out now. So I've kissed her. So I literally did, a, I, I turned her around 180 and I was like, now, now you need to kiss my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she like presented her to me. She's like, all right, I got to make sure that we're, we're on the same page here. <laughs> At least you didn't. You didn't make like the like the like. I don't. No, no, thanks, face. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, yeah, my my brain now. I'm like, oh my god, that must have been so weird for her. <laughs> well, we all we all make awkward mistakes sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Like you're, so connecting, you're connecting with somebody, and then you're kissing somebody, and then they're like, oh wait, hold on, <laughs> you need to kiss her too. It was so funny. She's like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Do you do you two typically meet other lesbian couples, or are you a a rarity in the swinging world where you're at? At least do you do you seek out others, uh, heterosexual couples, lesbian couples? What's your? Um, it's it's pretty rare for a, a, a female female couple. Uh, it, actually, recent uh, weeks we were like last weekend we were there and there was another lesbian couple. And then allegedly a third one, and that is very, very rare. At allegedly, it was, like the it was the rare trifecta <laughs> last week. <laughs> very, very rare. Um, we've been seeing it more often, which I love. I think it's great for for the LGBT community to be there. We've definitely seen some transgendered uh, folks there, which I love. Oh, I'm like, that's fantastic! Yeah. yeah. I see. I'm like hell yeah. I, I want bi bisexual men to feel comfortable be there. It should be an accepting environment. So lately, it's been really good. It's rare to, to have just sometimes there's a female female couple, but they do play still with with men, uh, okay. which we don't, of course. But 
Uh, it's getting really cool. I'm like, yeah, this place is awesome. And oh, but it's fantastic. hard because they're I don't know a lot of lesbians get really really jealous. <laughs> do you see Do you see a lot of non monogamy within the lesbian or yeah the lesbian community outside of you too, or is it typically not as common? I would say not at all. Um, <laughs> honestly, we brought one of our swinger friends to the pride parade one year, and prior to the actual parade. We went to a lesbian friend's house party, and so we open the door and we we give her a hug. And our friend, who we, we've actually talked on our about on our podcast, she's hot mom. Um, she she pop kisses the lesbian host, and she's like, she like gets very wide eyed, and she's like, oh my god, I hope my girlfriend didn't see that. And just it just from a little like little pop kiss. Yeah. And so that that level of jealousy came up there immediately. Yeah. And that's how a lot of lesbians are. A lot of lesbians are like they meet, they get together, they move in together. You haul it. Yeah, you haul it. Get and, the cat and the other lesbian. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And they get super super drama and super freaky if if yeah. people hit on their ladies. <laughs> we, yeah, we try to avoid. We've never tried to hook up with another lesbian. Honestly, they're too they're very clingy and drama. So we've actually steered away from them. We've never hooked up with a lesbian. <laughs> we we're making out with one though, or she might be bi. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> recently. <laughs> so after the two of you went to the party, and played with some people then and explored that had the kiss on the dance floor. Where did your journey look like after that? Well, we had a lot of conversations, like Rachel said, about how we, we may or may not progress with this. And actually we went back, I think the, the, the next weekend, we go pretty much every Saturday <laughs> and had another great experience. And this time we said, let's go to the back room and see what this is all about. So in the back room for on-premise clubs, you have to be naked and they give you a, they give you a towel. Um, and that's kind of like even the the playing field. That way you don't have like somebody who's fully clothed just yeah. hanging out like creeping on walk. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. like, I, I like it kind of evens it out. Um, and I wish we had like a film crew that was filmed, like follows us around. Because I don't know how this happened. But all of a sudden we're like kissing some girl, like tag teaming her. Then I start going down on her. Rachel's kissing her. And I don't think we even got her name. And this is kind of back in the day when we we weren't really caring about having a connection. We're like. I mean, we just, it was the first time and we just went all in and fucked this girl. (laughs) (laughs) But we were also on the big orgy bed and there was other people that came over and involved themselves as well. So literally we went from, okay, kissing on the dance floor to full on like orgy bed. (laughs) Right. Wow. That's quite the jump. Yeah. Jumping right in. And it's funny because I hadn't, um, I hadn't licked any other uh, vagina in a while. So I was like figure my way around a little bit, you know, because they can be different. <laughs> yeah, I, had to learn, I had to learn the topography. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the hills, the ridges. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> the underbrush. So, sorry. Uh, so when, when you two progressed, see how I did that? You two. <laughs> so when you two progressed, Beyond the kissing on the dance floor, was there any jealousy that crept in at that point, or has has it been pretty much smooth sailing since since the start? Well, I think with any lifestyle couple, there's always going to be bumps in the road. And when we first started out, we you know we went to the club a lot, and then you know we got some emails on the lifestyle sites. We we're definitely on on the major ones down here. 
And we started hanging out with this one couple that live, you know, maybe an hour away from us. And we started seeing them at least once a week. And then some points like three times a week, uh, like we went on vacation with them to the Keys. We would sleep over. All four of us would sleep in their big king bed. <laughs> like it became, it became very close, very fast. Yeah. And we were still kind of new in the lifestyle at this point. And it was the first kind of outside the club. I don't want to say relationship, but a uh, sort of friendship, I guess. And being new in the lifestyle, that was really different for us. And we're not, you know, we weren't looking for a girlfriend. We're not looking for any kind of polyamorous thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> I'll just say right now, that's not for us. Like, but like I said, you know, when we first got together, you know, threesomes weren't for us. So will it happen in the future? Probably not. But, you know, like I said, you never no know. Problem. Yep. Uh, I'd say, you know, probably not. But if it happens, it happens. Um, right. So, you know, we started hanging with them so much that, you know, when you're getting intimate with a woman that much and you're hanging out that much, you know, feelings start to happen and it's natural. Yeah. I think it's natural, you know, <laughs> and it's, that sort of threw us for a curve and we, we didn't, we didn't like that direction it was going just cause it started to kind of take a little bit away from us and, um, we weren't interested in, in having a polyamorous relationship. So that, that was definitely something we had to discuss. <laughs> But, and also with that relationship, we went back to the club and we, at this time, like we said, we were just kind of, we were having like a free for all in the back. Like we were, we were exploring and just having, having wild fun. Mm -hmm. And after that, we went in the back room and we're like, oh, she kind of fucked us up a little bit because we were like, oh, it's so much better when you take a step back and you get to know somebody and, and get to that level where it becomes, it becomes just not anonymous sex. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're having and... trouble getting erections at this point? <laughs> Lady boners. <laughs> I got whiskey clit. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that before. <laughs> uh, we had to politely walk away from some encounters because we were talking things out. Um, and just figuring out what, what we wanted to do in yeah. the back and what we wanted to do with this life. It was weird. It kind of, yeah, it kind of made us like not as interested as hooking up. And I'm like, well, we got to talk about this because that's not what we got a lifestyle for. And it's, you know, it's kind of interfering with our fun on Saturday nights. And I know she was super jealous when we went to the club. Like she, she like technically she's like, oh, the club burned down. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh the, the woman of the other couple. That yeah. You went, yeah. And, she, and so I was like, oh, and then I'm like, we're not cheating on her. It's not our girlfriend. But then I was like, this is weird. I was like, well, I also like getting to know someone. And that was kind of the tipping point for us, like to cut down on just the anonymous fucking, I mean, it still goes on, but, <laughs> but, Rarely. but just on Saturdays, right? <laughs> There's a fine line between Saturday night and Sunday morning. Right? It's not anonymous. <laughs> if you know her name, right. yeah. I was like, Oh, nice to meet you, Jennifer. Let's, let's do this. So, so you, so you saw a little bit more of a shift towards maybe like a friends with benefits style. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it got a little too intense, I think. And so that yeah. was, and that, we're so new to lifestyle and it was just a real new experience for us. And right. we didn't, we, yeah, that, so that definitely took us back for a minute, caused a little bit of rift. And we, uh, I had to sleep on the on the deck for like three days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you guys end up ending you guys? that? Damn it! Ah. <laughs> so did you end up ending that relationship? Yeah, but it was also a little awkward because she she felt bad for him because he couldn't play with us. Yeah. And he's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And he wants you know that that word compersion, which I absolutely adore. 
Like if someone's not into me, they're in a rage I'm like, awesome. But if it was happening like all the time, I might be like, okay, well, I wouldn't mind playing too. So she felt bad that he couldn't play. But it was also weird too, because on a friendship level, we were such tight friends with him. We, we would be texting him, honestly, 20 times throughout the day. And she wasn't on any of those texts. It was between the three of us. So it was this really weird disconnect where we had this amazing friendship with him where we were just like, we, we, we were like bros in a way. Oh, a bit and, of romance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and like we loved him in that way. And then we would fuck her. But we, it, was, it was really weird because we, we weren't as connected with her from a friendship level, but a fuck level was great. That, I yeah. think that's a fascinating dynamic. And, yeah. and something we actually want to ask you two about is, how does that work when you meet a couple, since it's based on what we talked about earlier, you typically meet husband-wife couples or boyfriend-girlfriend couples. I mean, and you you've, you mentioned you don't play with other men. Do you just sort of ask them to go stand in the corner or how... Is it is it like hey you can go you can go watch from the fishbowl while we're with your wife? Yeah, how do you guys navigate? How do you navigate that? Well, either people know us from the club or from the website, and they've seen our profile because you know it's very different. So they kind of they tend to remember it, and so they know how we play. But we never tell the guys you can't be in the room or you can't. You know, our only rule is just don't touch us, and we're we're good. And when they don't know us from the website or the club, <laughs> that's our intro is like we, we start chatting with them and oftentimes he starts hitting on us. And then, then we, we say politely, um, you're very handsome, but we're only into women, but your wife's pretty sexy. Um, and so as, as we escalate to, oh, is she into women? Do we want to play? Then... Yeah, the conversation becomes clear. Like we're we're up front with we don't play with guys. Right. Yeah. I imagine much like other men in the lifestyle who aren't bisexual or gay, the incidental contact probably isn't something you're you're not gonna like punch him in the face if he accidentally brushes <laughs> up against your leg or anything. Well, unless unless they want it. I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to punching <laughs> somebody in the face. <laughs> no. We totally understand incidental conduct. We're not heterophobes or anything. No. <laughs> Some of my best friends are heterosexual. Well, we appreciate uh, it. Thank so, you. I've still touched a woman while he's fucking her at the same time, too. Yeah, and incidental. Like, whatever. That's yeah. fucking hot. It's the intentional that, right, that will just absolutely drive us nuts. That's not cool. It's like, you know, if a man has tried to touch another man, and you know, you're not going to stand for that. Why should we stand for that? Yeah. I, and. That's one of the frustrating things, you know, we say, oh, we're lesbians, you know, it's my wife, we're lesbians. Oh, the first question is, so you don't play with guys at all? And we're like, no. Because <laughs> in the lesbian community, that means, you know, you only have sex with women, you only can fall in love with women. But in the lifestyle, it seems to sometimes, you know, get a little misinterpreted. So we're fine, we, you know, we correct them. And occasionally, you know, there's a hand, you say, I'm sorry, you know, not us. And if they do it again, then, you know, you leave or you get them kicked out. <laughs> right. Have you, yeah. have you two had pretty good luck and pretty responsive, a positive response from couples when, when they know that you're only interested in the woman or does that turn a lot of them off? We're, I mean, we're not for everybody because there's a lot of guys that can't deal with that, but from the ones that can, we've had amazing response and yeah. We, I, we actually had an experience lately where uh, the guy's kind of a cuckold and he's just like, he's like, this is awesome. <laughs> so, you know, we're tag teaming his, his girl and he's like, we're like, you know, jump in. If you want to play with her, just let us know. You know, t tap us out. We'll swap. You know, me and Rachel play together. You guys play. 
So we're never like, you can't play with her. Like sometimes we'll, you know, sit on her face while he's fucking her. Like, you know, our one rule again, just don't touch us. But this guy was loving it and having such a good time. And he was so respectful and cute at the end of the night. He goes, is it right if I hug you? I'm like, oh, of course. I was like, <laughs> we, we love our lifestyle guy. Like we're all naked. I'm like, oh, absolutely. I'm like, it was so adorable. I'm like, you are my favorite. Um, so yeah, yeah, the guys enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, we, we also had another guy that was so into what was happening that literally he, he left the room and in trapeze, there's private rooms where you can watch from another private room. He went around the other side to watch us playing with her. Wow. And we had no idea. Who- and that was just such a cool, cool, different experience that, mm-hmm. that the dude was that respectful and just into the compersion and watching his wife have pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, so generally, yeah, the, the guy's really good. There's definitely been, you know, a time or two where they haven't been, um, but that's that's not cool. And, <laughs> and I will say, I will say, probably our biggest fight that we've ever had in the life scout, or biggest discussion after the fact, was the one time where the guy was disrespectful, where we said three times, "Please don't touch us, please don't touch us," and he kept proceeding, and we didn't get up and leave, and that was our big discussion is why didn't we get up and leave? Um, because we were both about to orgasm, <laughs> but it also, it also kind of threw us off too. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was a really bad thing. I, think yeah. I was mad at, I was mad at myself for not getting up and leaving and I was, but that should be mad at him for being disrespectful. Yeah. But either way, it was a really bad situation. He waited till like, I think I was coming and then he just starts grabbing tits and I'm like, dude, it's just not cool, man. So I was, I was mad at him and mad at me, but I, you know, it just, it really causes us yeah. <laughs> to, to have a, a long yeah. discussion about it's what really we should be doing in this that, kind of situation. I'm sorry. It's really good to hear that in the majority of people you come across have been very respectful and open. And I think that's amazing. Um, yeah. And, and it sounds like you don't have any yeah. trouble landing yourself couples or people to, to play with or have fun with, at least be friends with whatever you would want to call it. Do you, do you have any advice for any other female, female couples that are out there. I know you said there's maybe not a lot of them, but we'd like to think that we have probably most of them on the line right now listening. Yeah, hopefully. If anyone wants to wants <laughs> to start exploring that path that you guys have paved, what Yeah, tips for them. Um, I, I would say, number one, be extremely upfront with, hey, we don't play with guys. Make that, make that kind of as, as, as you guys are meeting and, and interacting, make that kind of a fourth conversation. Um, and instead of, instead of oh, waiting and flirting and then getting to the back room and then all of a sudden, Oh, I'm sorry. We don't play. <laughs> we don't play with guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd but. say it's not, it's, we were super scared when we first started looking into lifestyle. We thought, Oh, it's going to be a big grope fest. Like I've been to Mardi Gras. I've been groped inappropriately several times <laughs> an hour at Mardi Gras. So I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be just so disrespectful, and it's not that way. We said that one incident, like, that's probably the worst one that's ever happened to us. And, in, in, you know, in five years, that's not too bad. You right. know? So I'd say don't be scared to explore it because people in the lifestyle are generally more respectful than you're going to find in the vanilla because they know if you get a bad reputation, you know, either no one's going to talk to you or you're going to get kicked out of the club because, you know, lifestyles just don't – it doesn't stand for that crap. Uh, so don't be too scared. You know, don't be afraid to talk to people. Talk to us if you're hot. Like, uh, you know, email us, sapphicswingers at gmail.com. If you're super hot, we'll, we'll break you in. It's not a problem. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. 
like a philosophic thinking horse. <laughs> um, other advice is don't don't be afraid um, of rejection. Don't be like we're not like being two women because we don't play with men. We're not for everybody. So don't take it personally. Don't be afraid of rejection. But also in that same note, don't um, don't be afraid to politely turn somebody else down because I mean, that's still kind of a work in progress for us. Tiff, Tiff usually like, like, Oh, I got to go to the bathroom and, and leaves it to me to, <laughs> to do the flight turnaround. Um, but that's never easy. That's never easy in any dynamic. And, right. um, yeah, especially when, when you're getting somebody like throwing themselves at you, <laughs> that's, yeah. So, yeah, that's something to kind of work on. I think that can be, yeah. I guess, advice for anybody in the lifestyle or just navigating different relationships. Like, you have to figure out how to say no politely and how to take that sometimes. It's just part of life. Right. Yeah. It's hard, especially face-to-face. It's like email, you can construct a nicely worded email. Of course. But face-to-face, you're like, mm, how do I how do I do this without hurting their feelings? But, you know, you got to be honest. You know, you yeah. can't. You can't do something you're not going to, you know, you don't want to do right. sexually or emotionally. You know, of course. And sometimes given the situation, like you can feel pressured. And so don't let, don't let yourself do anything you don't want to do, I guess. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say, actually, one thing that just kind of came to my mind was one of the, I would say, advantages of your, your situation is you don't have to necessarily be attracted to the guy. There doesn't have to be a four-way connection. There just has to be. I guess a three-way, three-way connection, connection, right? So I think that's a one of the many benefits of being a lesbian in today's world, right? You guys are full of the privilege. <laughs> that was sarcasm. You should try it out. It's, I was say, watch your sarcasm. That, that was sarcasm for any listeners out there. <laughs> well, plus, the only reason I married a woman is so I doubled my wardrobe. Now mm-hmm. I got like, oh, I got so much, so much clothing now. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's definitely, definitely true because I don't know how easy it is for uh, heterosexual or male, female couples to have that forward connection. We, we talk to friends. I'm like, I don't know how you guys even do it because like, that's so difficult. And then compatibility, just, you know, talking and then sexually, it's gotta be really difficult. But for us, we have the same taste of women. So it's kind of easier. And it's it, sometimes like, it's not always perfect, but you know, if, if a girl's into one of us or if Rachel's into somebody I'm not into, I'm like, go for it. I, you know, compersion. I love watching her. I was like, I'll right. be sitting here masturbating or touching Rachel. I'm not going to stop her and be like, well, I'm not into that girl, so you can't play with her. Like, as long as that's one of our rules is that, you know, we do same room play with very, very limited exceptions. There's maybe one or two girls that, have, you know, a hall pass-ish. I'm sorry, hall pass-ish. That's, that's a weird word, and I should never say it again. <laughs> <laughs> So you you mentioned one of your rules is that you play in the same room. Do you have any other rules that that you think are maybe unique or or that are important to you both within the lifestyle? Um, that's our big one. Uh, we don't well, play. well, we don't play with men. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, but it's <laughs> not a rule; it's just us. <laughs> um, we don't take one for the team. You know, it's it's kind of like we said. You know, we have the same taste in women, so it's kind of right. We never really have to. Yeah. Or if we do, like I, like I said, I watch Rach or she watches me and we have a good time. Um, I don't know. That might, those might be our main ones. You know, it's like we use, you know, we use sex toys. So that's, you know, that's okay. We don't have any restrictions on that. So, you know, if we use them on one, we got to make sure it's a hundred percent clean before we use it on somebody else. But right. 
I don't, I don't think we have a ton of rules. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, w- w- because we use sex toys as well. Like if, if we are going to share the sex toys, we'll use condoms and stuff. If we don't have a chance to get up and clean them right. appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah. So safe sex. Yeah. And we get tested Yeah, often just to make sure everything's all clear. I feel like there isn't as much fluid going around, but you got to make sure even if you're lesbian or whatever, you still got to make sure, you know, there's still stuff you can get. So yeah, I appreciate you saying that. What was the next question out of my mouth was going to be, how do you navigate the, the she topics, read your mind. Yeah. The topics <laughs> of safer sex and testing and all that. So, yeah, well, and we're fortunate. There's one girl who said, I, I do have a STI or something. And she told us and we're like, okay, good. So we know how to proceed properly. Right. And I'm like, thank God, because, like, how many people are going to tell you that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's and fantastic. It was interesting. It was the very first time we ever used, like, a barrier for oral yeah. sex. And, yeah, we couldn't really kiss her. Like, it was just – it was very weird. It was still really fun, but we resorted to a lot of toys. Well, um, we, we did everything. They're very, very good but, about, like – Thank goodness she told us. Yeah, because a lot of people might not. So it sounds like you guys mostly go to trapeze. Um over the last five years, have you guys experienced other places? Have you traveled around at all? And do you have any recommendations? Yeah, we uh, we definitely love Treppies. We visited the one in Atlanta as well, which is a world different from Whoa. the one here in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, so far, tra- the trap here has been our favorite. Oh, we've, we've also been to Colette's. We've been to Colette's in uh, Dallas. Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we've been to Miami Velvet. So we're lucky we have about four clubs that are that aren't far, maybe, you know, Keto, we still haven't been to. It's funny because the first club that kicked off our whole lifestyle journey, we've never been to. Like, that's the one that started us off. And we're like, shit, we've never been. That's probably like 10 minutes away. We haven't checked it out. <laughs> when you find a place you love, it's, yeah. you might as well keep going back. It really is. Oh, we went to Secrets in Orlando. That's like a resort. Uh, now, I guess they do like condominiums. Like, you can buy a condo. And it's just like a swinger, nudist kind of kind of place. It's kind of cool. But when we went, it was uh, really run down. And it was so bad that we had we had three days to stay there for free, and we left after one night. And went to trap that. Night. <laughs> and went to trap. We're like, we miss trappies. Uh, I heard it's much better now, so I don't, I'm not trying to trash it. I heard they fix it up, and the the, the grounds were really nice. Um, we've done uh, Hedo in Jamaica. We did Young Swingers Week, so we won a trip actually from Trapeze and for like three nights. So we went to that. That was awesome. Um, yes, Young Swingers Week puts on a quite a party, huh? Yeah, it was awesome. And I think at that point, have we done the Swinger Cruise? Yes. Okay, so we had done the Swinger Cruise before that. Um, now we do them pretty much every year. It's a seven-day cruise, usually it's out of Fort Lauderdale or Miami. Um, so complete ship takeover. It's like, I don't know, 3,000 swingers on board. They have, you know, naked going- pool parties. It's best. In our opinion, the absolute best. Yeah, we're going in November. And, yeah, the cruise, the cruise is our favorite of any kind of lifestyle vacation we've done. Mm-hmm. How, how did you uh, not feel overwhelmed, I guess, with 3,000 people on a boat that are all swingers? Well, or they're only, they're only going to have sex with uh, 1,500 of That's them. true. <laughs> but still, it's like it's overwhelming, I guess. Probably on the first night. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely can be overwhelming. That's one thing I liked about Hito when we went was that it was a smaller group. Um for me, there wasn't as much to do, but it was awesome. Like, the resorts are fantastic. When you go with a group, I think you guys are going with uh, Life on the Swing Set. Is that correct? Yeah, That is correct. So I think that's awesome that you get to cultivate the relationships. It's not as intimidating or as overwhelming. Because uh, so, since we've done both, we can kind of see, you know, both sides of it. Uh, the cruise is 
it can be overwhelming, but it's also absolutely amazing. And there's, you meet just tons of people from all over the world and there's so much to do and there's pool parties and you just, we, we've grown to have all this group of friends that we, it's like our one year anniversary or not one year. It's our anniversary every year on board. And we get to see them, you know, our friends from France. So we went over actually this, uh, this day last year, we're in France with our swinger friends, like cruising around the French Riviera. Wow. Cause swinging awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> we get our anniversary every year and you, you know, you kind of get to, to grow a group of friends and we have people email us and say, we're going, it's our first cruise. I said, well, come meet us. Cause we have a group of like 20 friends that all get together and we're going to, you know, make you feel comfortable. And I'm talking a lot. So I'm gonna let Rachel say something. Cause she said, she's staring me down. <laughs> she's giving you the old stink eye. Um, given, given that it can be overwhelming, maybe a cruise is not the recommendation for somebody new in the lifestyle or their very first vacation, because I think you do need to be a little confident in your relationship and confident in approaching people. We are, we are kind of outgoing. Um, and our very first cruise, I mean, given that we're a lesbian couple, I think we attract a lot of attention. Our very first cruise, it was easy for us to meet people. And we also got involved in, in the games and just being a, being a part of everything. And so, yeah, I think, I think any advice for people going on cruises, just don't sit back, like enjoy it, meet people, take it, take it, take it at your level because it's not overwhelming when you take it at your level with, with a cruise, you can decide I want to be by the pool and in the sexy games for five hours. And then I want to take a nap and you, you, you can make your own schedule. It's not like you're thrown. It probably, it's probably similar to desire and Hito and yeah. whatever. You're not thrown in everything at once. You make your schedule as you want it to be. Right. Um, but you are surrounded by a boat full of friggin' swingers that are awesome and anytime you leave your cabin, you're going to probably talk to people, which is really cool. Yeah. Even if you have no interest in playing with them. Yeah. I mean, there's an age range, obviously. And so, uh, like, that was one of the coolest experiences ever, getting on a cruise for the first time. You get in the elevator, and you're hanging out with, there's, like, six-year-olds in there, and you have the coolest conversations. Did you you say, know, Wait, did you say six-year-olds? Sixty. No, six. I heard six. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I get a judge's ruling? Judge's ruling? Six. I heard six, too. <laughs> What one of the things I was curious about is being two women, are you able to skirt around a lot of the rules where you know n- no single men are usually allowed and typically not male male couples, but are you a little more welcome in that sense or do you do you play the we're just single women showing up to the party? I will say that that is the one benefit of being a lesbian couple. The one we already talked about one benefit. There's so many benefits we can't even keep track of them all. <laughs> Another benefit of being a lesbian couple is that we get into clubs, we get into events as single women, because even though we are a married couple, they still see us as two sexy single women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we get in really cheap to the club, mm-hmm. um, even though we don't. Yeah. Even though we always play together. <laughs> yeah. And that's definitely a benefit is the cost of it. Um, it's funny that the very first cruise we went on, we went to book it. It was a couple's cruise. And this was, you know, five years ago or, or however many years ago it was. And they're like, they wouldn't let us book it. They said two women can't book this. They, we had to do a phone interview. They said, well, you want to go on this cruise? I said, yeah, we're a couple. We weren't married. Or, or we were married at the time. We said we can bring our, our, um, 
our marriage license. We're a married couple. And he's like, well, I have to call you and talk to you. And he's like, well, how would you um, react if a man came up and touched you? I was like, well, the same as I do in a club, I'd say, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in men. Yeah, like, it's not like you turn around and slap them or something. Yeah. <laughs> so that was very unusual because we didn't expect to have any problems signing up for it. And plus, who doesn't want like more single women on a, in a swinger venue or, right. you know, vacation? Um, and actually, we looked into going to the Life on the Swing set uh, trip to desire when we first got in lifestyle, because that's the podcast we listened to. And yeah, five years ago. Yeah. And we went to book it or we emailed them and they said, Oh, we don't allow same sex couples. And so I emailed Cooper and I was like, what the hell dude? So Cooper's like, Oh, I'll fix this. And he did. He's like, you guys are welcome. But by that point I'm like, do I want to go somewhere that isn't welcoming to us? And so we kind of, you know, put it, push it to the side. We're like, well, maybe we'll go next time. And by that point we've been going to trap enough that we, we won like a hundred dollars off for the cruise and we're like, Holy shit, they have cruises. <laughs> and it's so convenient for us. Like we're here in South Florida. So, you know, it's like 15 minute drive versus like having to fly somewhere. So we're like, let's go on the swinger cruise. And so that's kind of how we started getting, getting into the, the cruising of it. Uh, but now I'm so glad they picked that shit where they're at least allowing them, you know, for, at least for some weeks. I don't yeah. know if it's all, all year round. Right. I know there was just a, the Joneses. I don't know if you listen to the Joneses. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to the Joneses. They have a, we got a swing or thing. (laughs) 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 I always want to call it, we got a swing. So they were just in, uh, they were just in desire. Yeah. With uh, spiritual swingers. And so they did like a sponsored trip. And for that one, they, you know, they did allow same sex couples. I'm like, is this really a thing anymore? Like really to not let us. Yeah. Now, if it was, like, two guys pretending, you know, two straight guys pretending to be a couple, that'd be fucked up. But I'd hope somebody would be like, these guys are not, you know, a couple. I don't know. But then if they're bisexual, like, are you going to keep them from going? Yeah. I don't know. Like, shouldn't it be open to whoever? But, you know, I don't know. Right. And so does a marriage license qualify as a couple or just dating somebody? So, right. yeah, I mean, that, that kind of, it opens up different boundaries. Right. For sure. Do you think to men who are married in the lifestyle would have a lot harder time than you guys, like two women. Oh, big time. Yeah. There's such a stigma now, which I think Finn talked about on one episode, how when you see somebody on their profile say, Oh, if you're, if you're bisexual, stay away from me. You know, I'm a hundred, a thousand percent straight. Yeah. And we totally agree with that. There's somebody who's like, I'm straight. Don't touch me. Keep away from me. And I'm like, I'm not going to want to even, converse with these people because it feels very homophobic but i don't think that gay men need to come into this lifestyle because gay men that want to play with other gay men there's a separate community for that and interestingly um i we got called out by by one of our family members by my cousin who's who's a gay man and he was married to his partner and he he felt like our energy and completely called us out as being in the lifestyle but he and his husband we're also non-monogamous. And so, the, yeah, they they have different apps, different resources, but they they kind of lead the same lifestyle. But it's not within the swinger community. I think it's kind of just the mm-hmm. the open gay community in a yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Was, no, I think that's interesting. And it's crazy because you can't really turn your vibe off, I think. I don't know about you guys, but, like, 
we just, we were always just like open and kind of flirty. And it was funny that he picked up on that. He's like, do you guys play with do you guys? Hey guys. He's like, do girls play with other women? And we're like, holy shit. He called us out. We're like, yeah, we do. And so then he went on to tell us how him and his husband, you know, also sometimes play with men. Right. So it's, it's so interesting that you, you put that vibe off and, and that the family, but the family knows you and I'm hoping our family doesn't figure it out though. That would suck. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I've ever even turned my vibe on yet. <laughs> you might, turn yours on, huh? That might be part of my problem all these years. Hey Finn, where's the on off switch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please show us <laughs> because there's times we want to turn it off. <laughs> Believe me, me too. Well, if I, if I could find it, Oh Jesus. If I could find it, I would turn it back on. <laughs> Uh, well one of the last questions we typically like to ask people are what are some of the benefits you you have seen to your relationship since you started doing this if if there have been any well one i will say awesome fucking friends the lifestyle has created just this like we feel like we hit the friend lottery it's created this enormous circle of like-minded, amazing friends. Number two, I would say communication. Um, well, Tiff, I'll, t- I'll take this one over because <laughs> <laughs> I, I grew up in a household that was very non-communicative. You didn't talk about your feelings. You didn't talk about anything. Definitely talk about sex. You didn't talk about any of that stuff. So I kind of grew up where you had to just deal with stuff on your own. You didn't open up to anyone. And that was a big barrier for us, you know, initially in our relationship because I was very to myself. I didn't open up to my beautiful wife. And with a lifestyle, you communicate or you don't do a lifestyle because you have to be open and you have to be ready to talk about your feelings. So for us, that was a, a huge, huge benefit. Agreed? Absolutely. <laughs> I would say another benefit is getting to getting to explore and try new things. So whether that's Sex toys, because I, I enjoy penetration, but Tiff does not enjoy penetration. So so one huge benefit for me is that I get to wear the strap on and I get to I get to be in that position with another woman because Tiff, Tiff doesn't allow me to uh, penetrate. <laughs> well, you can still wear it even if you're not penetrating, right? You can just <laughs> wear it around the Walk pool. Walk around. And... Doing chores, you know. <laughs> Ring t- doing ring toss around yeah. the old <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I do with mine all day long. <laughs> do you? <laughs> That's true, though, because we've also tried new things that we never would have seen or heard of, like the Sibian. We, Rachel's tried on a cruise. Ooh, Stuff, yeah. yeah. We never knew about. We, we might be getting that soon. <laughs> oh, yes. Her 40th birthday. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> um, and then, and then I think there's, I think there's even another benefit is that you, you're naked in front of pe- a lot of people. Yep. And so it makes you more wary of your appearance and you want to get more fit and be in, yeah, I, yeah you want to be your best self. Right. I just try to, you know, always improve. And one of the great things is I feel like the judgment is a lot less in lifestyle and I hope it is. And we see body types of all shapes and sizes, and it's fucking awesome. And people are rocking it, and they have the confidence just to be out there by the pool and just naked and having a good time and just be like, fuck it. This is who I am. You like it or you don't. There's, you know, 2,000 other people here on the cruise or wherever or 100 people other here at the, at the club that you can hook up with. 
this is me. I'm happy with myself, and that's awesome. And for us, yeah, it has made us, you know, try to step it up a bit, but we're never, like, feeling like we're not good enough. Right. Yeah. So on that, on that same line of now everyone's naked and things are definitely a different, have a little different vibe, one of our new favorite segments <laughs> Is no, what, we don't have segments. New we, favorite question. New favorite question is: <laughs> Have you experienced like what's your number one swinging blooper that has <laughs> that has happened either to you or involving you? I like that. That's swinging that's a, blooper. That's a really good question. I, I like the one with the squirting. I think that's Rachel's. So she wants to tell it. That's her. I think that's Rachel's number one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this was in our early days when we were in the back and we didn't get to know names and anything. And we got pulled into a private room and, um, I was playing with a girl and I made her squirt and it was freaking awesome and hot. And fast forward to fast forward an hour later, whatever, we're getting ready to go home um, where I'm at the bar and, um, so I don't know, I'm, I'm being, I'm being a flirty my flirty self. And I'm like, Oh, so how has your night been? <laughs> and she looks at me and she's like, yeah, it's been pretty good. You just made me squirt in the background <laughs> that my blooper was, yeah, I didn't recognize her outside of that lighting. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she called you out for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As well. She should. <laughs> We have a thing called trap lighting where people look a little bit different in the back room. It's very strategic and intelligent of them to do that. So <laughs> kind of it's a little brighter. So you're like, or if you see somebody in daylight, you're like, oh, that's what you look like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trap lighting is tricky. <laughs> well, I can't blame Rachel too much for that one. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, well, all you can do is laugh and say sorry. And that's all you can do. Have fun with it. <laughs> Absolutely. It makes a good story. You know she had a good night, though. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you were part of it. <laughs> oh, she had a good night. <laughs> One of the last questions is we like to have people tell us any resources that the listeners might found really, find really useful. Okay. Um, I, I definitely avoid our podcast. It's horrible. Oh, no, no. Actually, all right. It's not too shabby. If you guys want to check it out, it's uh, Sapphic Swingers. Uh, S-A-P-P-H-I-C. I I know it's a weird word, but if you're into etymology, uh, Sappho was a pretty awesome Greek poet. Totally bisexual. I'd totally do her. Uh, uh. (laughs) Uh, Our our best resource to date has been podcasts. Uh, And there's so many out there and there's so many different perspectives. And I like the way you guys introduce uh, a lot of different stories on your podcast. Um, I'd say do a search uh, or look for resources like uh, like you guys. We always recommend and we're, we follow a lot of great podcasts. Uh, what do you think, Rach? Um, I would agree with that. Also, um, any kind of social network, like, we, I mean, we're going on a cruise. So Facebook with, like, the Bliss Cruise, there's people that give tips and tricks on what to do on, on different vacations. I think the same, the same with, like, keto and stuff. Kick groups. Um, mm-hmm. they, a lot of the websites like SLS Swing Lifestyle, they have uh, they have their own like breakoff groups that are forums where you can go in there and ask questions. Definitely for the cruises. Uh, I'm sure for all the other vacations, and you can get in there and be like, well, what can I expect? And you know, actually talk one on one with somebody, which is which is really helpful. Yeah, I think yeah. the main ones we use, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Perfect. And I think you guys got to give yourself a little credit. You have an awesome podcast, and I think it'd be very <laughs> useful to people. So yeah, and we'll and we'll make sure people get all the links in the show notes so they can find it without any trouble. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun, and uh, sorry for any background noise. <laughs> yeah, dogs barking, fireworks, cars backfiring. <laughs> Uh, people jerking off, apparently, according to the motion that Tiff is making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can edit most of them out. Anyway. Yeah, well, again, thank you, guys. Thank you both. <laughs> again, thank you both for coming on, taking some time out of your holiday. Thanks, Piper, for being so quiet the whole time. We appreciate it. And we will be in touch and talk to you Paw both five. soon. Paw five. Paw five. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. Poof Well, that's going to take some serious editing. So how crazy was that interview? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it was super fun. And thank you to Tiff and Rach for chatting with us. And, yeah, also... Check it, out their podcast, too. Definitely check out their podcast. They're a lot of fun. And if you're ever in South Florida, just text us. We'll send them your uh, send you their address. And you can <laughs> I think that's a little bit of an invasion of privacy. Okay. In the meantime, uh, at the end of this episode, we left a little blooper in there for you. So check that out. Next week, we. Well, got... if they're listening to this, then they heard the blooper. No, the blooper. See, it's a special blooper. You oh, it's know? after this. Yeah, you don't even know it exists. Oh. So maybe you should listen to it. Anyway. I did. I heard it, but it was at the end of the recording. I listened to. Yeah, but it's going to move. Okay. You don't understand. I, I didn't, you didn't explain this, your idea to me. Anyway. So next week is a special, super special week. We've got a dual episode week. Yes, we do. We had the fortunate experience to a while back make friends with uh, C&D from Swinging Down Under. And they said, you know what? People want to know who you are, which I disagree, but nevertheless, they said... Let us come on your show and interview you. So we have um, an interview where they interviewed us for our show. And it's not the same format. They asked us a whole bunch of things about uh, something crazy that we're doing with our lives right now that they know about that nobody else really knows about. So you're going to find out about all of that. But it will be on Monday. So you don't have to wait till Wednesday. And we're not bumping the interview next week. So... Come back Monday. You're going to get What's a special bonus episode. I think it's Monday. I just told you it's Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday of next week. <laughs> Apparently we don't have the ability to look five at the day, Five days from today. <laughs> so anyway, listen to that. And uh, yeah, we will see everybody on and Monday. Then, yes. And then again next oh, Wednesday. Oh, that's right. Next Wednesday. We, <laughs> we have a normal interview format. We interview a young couple named Sarah and Zach. And they are a lot of fun, and they offer some really neat perspectives from people who are in their mid-20s. So, a lot of fun. Definitely check that interview out as well. Should we go now? Yeah. Bye, everyone. So, after you guys went to the club and played, or how did your journey look after that? Did you call them guys? Ah. (laughs) You're right. It's just like... It's okay. It's all okay. good. <laughs> um, you're going to make me say, say the questions. <laughs> so after you guys... You just said Dan, it again. It's like... It's like... It's nasty. What are you <laughs> It's just like natural. I don't yeah. know. Um, 
Rusty can't figure out what we're doing here. Anyway, 